Hey, it's Craig. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Canadian History X early and ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Canadian History X. I'm not going to do my usual spiel that I say at the beginning of most episodes. I will say welcome to my newest patron, Sarah White. Thanks, Sarah. I really appreciate it. I'm going to be talking a bit about something a bit more personal, and it relates to my puppy, Boris. Over the past month, I've noticed that his breathing has become a bit different. It's raspy, he's a bit out of breath more, and he tends to hack up his food a bit more while eating. So I took him to the vet, and I found that he has a uh, condition called laryngeal paralysis, which is the first stage of a neurological disease that's similar to ALS in humans. But thankfully, that's slow moving, and it's not really a concern until well down the road. But what is a concern now is the paralysis, and this is caused when abductor muscles in the larynx are not working properly, and they're not expanding and opening for a deep breath. And so it's not a horrible condition initially, but it does mean that Generally, he would have one to three years left, um, or in some cases, in more extreme cases, dogs only have a few months. So I'm looking to raise some money for his surgery. Uh, it costs $5,000, which is not cheap and well beyond what I can afford. So I've organized a GoFundMe. You don't have to, to donate. If you can even just share it, I would appreciate it. I just would like to get a few extra years with my dog so if uh, you want to donate i will have the gofundme in my show notes this episode is sponsored by brock crocker thanks brock his name may not be as well known today but during the second world war no canadian was better in the skies than george frederick buzz burling Called Canada's most famous hero of the Second World War, the Knight of Malta and the Falcon of Malta, Burling had an amazing but short life. On December 6, 1921, Burling was born in Montreal, the third of five children to Frederick and Hetty Burling, and his father was from Sweden and worked as a commercial artist while his mother was born in Montreal. When he was six, Burling's father built him a model aircraft, sparking a lifelong fascination with flying. And throughout his childhood, he would build and sell model aircraft, and he would hunt game birds to improve his shooting. Burling would say years later, quote, I've shot since I was 14 years old, first with a 22, and even with a slingshot, end quote. It was the hopes of his parents that Burling would study at McGill and become a commercial artist, but Burling had other plans. He would quit school at the age of 15 and took a job to increase his income so he could train as a pilot. One year later, he had 150 flying hours and passed his examinations to earn his commercial pilot license. In order to increase his experience in the air, he wanted to go to China to join the Chinese Nationalist Air Force. His plan was to head to San Francisco and then go to China where he would work and then sign up for the force. Unfortunately for Burling, he would be arrested as an immigrant at the border and sent back to Canada. He would say, quote, I thought I'd see some good fighting out there. I knew if I got to China, I could get into the Air Force. End quote. When the Second World War began, Burling joined the Royal Air Force in September 1940. He had attempted to join the Royal Canadian Air Force, but he was rejected. So he took a merchant ship across the Atlantic and enlisted in England. 
He was refused at first because of a lack of documents. So he went back across the Atlantic, got the documents, then came back to England and was accepted. Burling demonstrated incredible skill as a pilot, earning the praise of Ginger Lacey, who said, quote, There are not two ways about it. He was a wonderful pilot and an even better shot. End quote. One pilot would state, quote, Give Burling a spit and a German, that's all the instruction he needs or will ever absorb. End quote. Burling was known for his exceptional eyesight, allowing him to succeed as a pilot in the air. He would begin to study gunnery, deflection, bullet trail, and bullet drop to the point that it was automatic for him to think about it in the air. This allowed him to make flying and shooting into one single action while flying. In December 1941, he was posted with the 403 Squadron, with whom he flew his first combat mission on December 25, 1941. He would remain with the squadron for four months, escorting bombers across the English Channel. Early in 1942, he would down his first German plane over the English Channel, but he was reprimanded for attacking the target without permission. In June 1942, Berling was posted to Malta where he gained the nickname Screwball, a word he often used when speaking. He would say after the war, quote, That was a word I used in describing things. You know, like what a screwball this is and that sort of thing, end quote. On June 12th, while flying a Spitfire, he was flying with three other pilots when they intercepted eight German planes. Berling would be credited with damaging one of those planes. From this point, his legend would start to grow as he claimed a series of skills in the air that was unprecedented in the area. On July 6th, he would shoot down three German planes. Then, he shot down two more on July 10th, making him an official ace. Over the next 10 days, he would continue his reign of terror in the sky, downing several aircraft including one altercation that left his plane riddled with more than 20 bullets. On July 22nd, Burling's best friend, John Paradis, a French-Canadian pilot, was killed. The next day, Burling would shoot down a bomber. On July 27th, he had his best day in the air in Malta. He would shoot down four planes. Soon after, he was awarded the Distinguished Flying Medal. His citation would read, quote, Sergeant Burling has displayed great skill and courage in the face of the enemy. One day in July 1942, he engaged a number of enemy fighters, which were escorting a formation of Junker 88s and destroyed one fighter. Later, during the same day, he engaged 10 enemy fighters and shot down two of them into the sea, bringing his total victories to eight. End quote. On July 30th, he became a pilot officer, and on September 4th, he earned a bar on his Distinguished Flying Medal. His citation reads, quote, since being awarded the Distinguished Flying Medal in July 1942, Sergeant Burling has destroyed a further nine enemy aircraft, bringing his victories to 17. One of his exploits was the destruction of four enemy fighters in one day, and during these brief combats he also damaged a further two hostile aircraft. His courage and determination are a source of inspiration to all." End quote. Bedridden with dysentery in August and September 1942, he would shoot down only one plane. But he was back to form on September 25th when he shot down three German fighters. Two weeks later, on October 10th, while testing a Spitfire, he intercepted two German planes, shooting them both down and bringing his total to 21 planes shot down. Berling would say of fighting in the air, quote, There is no room for stupid soft-headedness in this war. The enemy is trying to get you. It is up to you to get him first, hard and fast, end quote. On October 16th, he was awarded the Distinguished Flying Cross. His citation reads, quote, 
Pilot Officer George Frederick Burling, Royal Air Force, Volunteer Reserve, No. 249 Squadron. Since being awarded a bar to the Distinguished Flying Medal, this officer has shot down a further three hostile aircraft, bringing his total victories to 20. One day in September 1942, he and another pilot engaged four enemy fighters. In the ensuing combat, Pilot Officer Burling destroyed two of them. As a relentless fighter whose determination and will to win has won the admiration of his colleagues, this officer has set an example in keeping with the highest traditions of the Royal Air Force. End quote. As a pilot, Burling disliked teamwork and tended to spend his time alone in the air and on the ground. He didn't drink or smoke and spent his time learning the art of aerial combat. His efforts to learn resulted in becoming proficient in engaging enemy planes at 250 yards or less. He would also gain the nickname of Buzz for his habit of flying dangerously close to the ground. He would say after the war, quote, I got a reputation for being a wild flyer. I'm not a crazy flyer. If I were, I wouldn't be alive today. I never scratched an aircraft because of my own error. End quote. And while he was highly skilled, his flying style in the sky also resulted in Burling being shot down four times while serving in Malta, which did result in hospitalization. On October 31, 1942, he would be sent back to Britain, but on the way, his transport aircraft crashed into the sea off Gibraltar, and Burling was one of only three survivors. By the time he reached Britain, he had recorded 27 kills, the most by any Canadian pilot in the entire war. Considered a war hero by this point, Burling was sent back to Canada to help the Victory Loan Program by selling war bonds. On November 9th, he would meet Prime Minister William Lyne Mackenzie King, and he was promoted to flying officer. King would write in his diary, quote, Around 6.30, Pilot Officer Burling arrived at the East Block. I welcomed him on behalf of the government and thanked him on behalf of the people as well, end quote. He would say in the public ceremony to welcome Burling home that Burling's parents must be proud of their son. He would add, quote, the people of Canada have been tremendously impressed with your achievements. We all feel that the splendid training you have received in your home is, no doubt, in large measure responsible for the great deeds you have accomplished overseas. End quote. The Ottawa citizen would write, quote, George Burling of Montreal, Canada's ace air fighter of World War II, who doesn't smoke, doesn't drink, and who knocks Germans and Italian fighter planes out of the air like so many pigeons, arrived in Ottawa with his parents last night, to receive from Prime Minister Mackenzie King the thanks, the congratulations, and the plaudits of the Canadian people. End quote. In Canada, he had the aura of a modern rock star, having shot down so many Germans in such a short period of time. Many compared him to Billy Bishop, the ace of the First World War. And during the Victory Loan Tour, he also promoted his book, Malta Spitfire, which became a bestseller. In Windsor, streetcar passengers paid tribute to him by giving way for a parade that was started in his honor. The parade lasted from 6.30pm to 7.40pm, stopping all traffic in the east and west bound lanes of the streetcar. On November 14th, he was awarded the Distinguished Flying Order. His first flight commander, Brad Walker of London, would say of Burling, quote, I told him once. He would wind up either with a Victoria Cross or be shot down early in his career because of his unusual tactics. It looks as if it's the Victoria Cross. End quote. Overall, Burling was unhappy with working in the war bond campaign. He would comment, quote, The sooner I get back to Malta, the better. There is good hunting in Malta. End quote. 
Per the Royal Canadian Air Force, his comments about flying and that he enjoyed shooting people down in the air brought embarrassment to the organization. He would say after the war, quote, If I were ever asked to do it again, I'd tell them to go to hell or else ask for a commission on the bonds I sold. End quote. In another interview, he stated, quote, It is strictly fun for me. There seemed to be more action available in Malta, so I volunteered for there. I like to knock them down, and the only question that ever flashes across my mind is whether they'll be blown up or fried. End quote. Those he grew up with, and even family members, began to say he had grown an ego, and that was why he didn't like being around groups of people. He would address this in 1948, stating, quote, They say I got a swelled head, and I don't think I did. All I wanted to do was to get away from those crowds and get back on operations. I had a lot more combat hours to get in, end quote. On May 27, 1943, Burling returned to England, where he was posted to the Central Gunnery School. On September 1st of that year, he transferred from the Royal Air Force to the Royal Canadian Air Force. Later that month, he shot down another German plane. The Edmonton Journal wrote, quote, Canadians generally, we think, will be pleased that Flying Officer George Burling has been able to secure a transfer from the RAF to the RCAF. This great Canadian deadshot air fighter will feel more at home among the Canadians than he has in the RAF squadrons, and certainly he should be granted his dearest desire to get back into the air again. Berling wanted to fly deep penetration, free roaming raids into Germany, but this was refused by his superiors, who were becoming increasingly annoyed with his antics in the air. When he took part in a stunt flying low on the ground at an airfield, he was threatened with a court-martial, despite just becoming a flight lieutenant. In April 1944, Burling returned to Canada once again and was given an honorable discharge. He ended his flying career with 31 official kills in the air, 9 claimed damaged, and 3 medals. In August 1944, he would travel to the United States in order to get American citizenship, stating it was always a dream of his to do so. He would also barnstorm around Canada and took some bush-flying work, but he felt lost not being in combat, stating it was the only thing he ever did well or liked. In an interview with Maclean's that was published on May 15, 1948, it says, quote, When Burling talks of air combat, his tanned boyish face glows with happy recollection and present excitement. He remembers every detail of every flight in the air, the date, the hour, the altitude, the direction he was flying, and best of all, the deflection he gave the shots that batted the enemy down, end quote. Berlin would save his time in Malta, quote, I would give ten years of my life to live over those six months I had in Malta in 1942, end quote. In 1948, Berling was recruited to fly Mustangs for the Israeli Air Force. When asked why he would go overseas to fight, he said, quote, I know it may sound hard. I will drop bombs or fire guns for anyone who will pay me. End quote. He would add that the only country he wouldn't fly for would be the Russians, stating he did not like Russians. It seemed to be the sheer love of flying that motivated Burling, rather than money. He would say in the McLean's interview, quote, I've been flying since I was 14. I started flying near Montreal. I will always fly. I am always thinking of angles of fire. Even when I walk down the street, I look at the angle at which the telephone wires cross the line of a building. I calculate the angles as I walk along, and sometimes stop and go back to check an angle. The way pianists can enjoy music by hearing a note in their heads, that is the way I am about angles. End quote. Five days after the article was released on May 20, 1948, 
he would die in a fatal crash of his transport aircraft. He was on his way to Palestine, leaving from Rome to fight once again in the air. This was his tenth crash, and it appeared his luck had finally run out. Many questioned how he died after so many close calls and surviving the Second World War, and there was a rumor that the British Secret Service had him killed because he was seen as a dangerous pilot, but this is pretty unfounded. The Montreal Gazette wrote, quote, Burling, who flashed a fame through the hostile wartime skies and who asked little of life but action and adventure, was known to have been on his way to the Middle East to take part in the present fighting between the Jews and Arabs for control of Palestine. End quote. Many didn't even realize he'd even left and were surprised to hear he had died. His father said, quote, I'm afraid it is. My son told me some time ago he was heading that way. End quote. Andy O'Brien of the Montreal Standard saw him three weeks earlier. He said, quote, He said then he was going to Palestine to fight for the Jews. I haven't any doubt it was him. End quote. Canada's Minister of Defense, Brooke Claxton, would say he would, quote, Always stand high among those who served Canada in great force. End quote. His friend, the son of Billy Bishop and a pilot himself, Arthur Bishop, stated, quote, he was something to see in action. I can't praise his ability enough. I'm surprised he died in a plane crash. End quote. His funeral was held in Rome, but his family was not able to attend. His coffin then sat for three months in a warehouse before his wife was able to claim the body. Finally, in November 1950, his coffin, draped in the blue and white Israeli flag, was laid to rest at a nearby Air Force base as an honor guard marched. He would eventually be reinterned at a military cemetery. Today, a high school is named for him in Ontario, and in 1974, he was inducted into the Canadian Aviation Hall of Fame. I'll end this episode with what the Montreal Gazette said of him on his death. Quote, the cool-eyed blonde Burling was an unorthodox type from the start and was described by persons who didn't understand him as a show-off. This show-off, though, had red flying exploits and aerial tactics when his schoolmates were reading boyish adventure tales. When he did get into the air, he had confidence in the knowledge of his perfection as a pilot and marksman. He never had any doubts about the ability of Buzz Burling. End quote. I hope you enjoyed that episode and my look at George Buzz Burling. If you did, please leave a rating and review. If you like, you can email me at craig at canadaehx.com. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is Craig Baird, C-R-A-I-G-B-A-I-R-D, and I'm on Instagram at Bairdo37. As well, again, if you want to support the podcast, you can for as little as $3 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash CanadaEHX. And you can donate to the podcast by going to CanadaEHX.com and clicking donate. And I also want to thank all of my wonderful patrons. And I apologize if I get any names incorrect. Sarah White, Tom McMillan, Mike Sullivan, Wendy Mills, Keelan Prignitz, Michael Matthews, Joanna Parker, Jeff Dahl, Vobbs, Robert Page, Richard T., Colin Johnson, Jeff Hershey, Kyle Murray, Steve Pakin, Matthew Gartho, Lionel Romaine, Dr. Bob Turner, Randy Hayden, Doug Campbell, Reg W., Deborah Carlson, Francis Helbling, Nixon Ree, Shannon Marshall, Clinton Martinez, Dimitri Chauve, Aaron O'Hara Myers, Robert Dunseith, Todd Casey, Catherine Roy, Luke S., J.P. Bear, Jason Hall, Phil Maynard, and Iris Gray. 
Information from Canadian Aviation Hall of Fame, Canadian Encyclopedia, Historica Canada, Canadian Veterans Hall of Valor, Winnipeg Sun, Wikipedia, McLean's, Montreal Gazette, Ottawa Citizen, Victoria Times Columnist, Montreal Star, Kingston British Wake Standard, and the Montreal Standard. Thanks, and we'll see you again next time.